Welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. I'm John Williamson, the host of the podcast and founder of K-12 Food Rescue, an organization founded in 2007, committed to empowering people to lead the food is not trash movement in their school districts. Today, I'm joined by Lucretia Hollins and Sarah Ferguson with the Martin Luther King Center in Indianapolis and K-12 Food Rescue leaders in Indianapolis. So Lucretia and Sarah, welcome to the K-12 Food Rescue Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, Lucretia, am I pronouncing your name correctly, just to make sure? You are. Awesome. So, Lucretia and Sarah, can you tell our audience a little bit about yourselves and how long you've been working with the MLK Center in Indiana and what your roles are currently with the center? I'm Lucretia Hollins, uh, after-school director. Work with kids K through fifth grade. Been here since 2016. Uh, We're constantly growing with uh, staff, and we have more kids than we've ever had. Our numbers are consistent and love what I do. And I am Sarah Ferguson. I am the fund development coordinator and I have been with the organization since 2021. Very cool. So why don't you just give our audience a little feel for the MLK Center's uh, connections to K-12 Food Rescue. You know, I've been following uh, up with the IPS Food Service Director, Dina Bond, on how K-12 Food Rescue was going you know, in IPS post-COVID, and she said that Steve Gudorf, um, a retired IPS service employee, had been integral part of reviving K-12 food rescue in six schools, connecting them uh, with caring agencies such as the MLK Center and the Mid-North Food Pantry. Can you kind of walk us through how K-12 food rescue was rekindled with the MLK Center post-COVID? Yeah, so... Um... As one of my um, jobs as fund development coordinator, I am responsible for volunteers. So um, in 2021, we the center went through a $2 million um, capital renovation, hmm. and um, which essentially this building was built in the 1950s and hadn't been touched since the 1950s. So really just updating our HVAC. And anyways, the first floor had... Um, been renovated. One of the areas that was not part of that campaign was the kitchen. And as we were moving back into the building, Steve um, Gudorf, who is a neighbor um, to the east of us, was um, he's always been involved with the center, just kind of um, around the grounds, just helping out. And um, so he saw that uh, we went into the kitchen and saw that um, the kitchen definitely needed an uplift, um, considering the first floor had gotten an uplift. So um, he agreed to help and kind of organize and revitalize the kitchen and clean it up. And um, in that process, um, Steve has always been involved in seeing what's going on at the center and saw that, um, you know, really during, especially during our summer camp. So our our programming is an after-school program, but during breaks, um, we also hold full-day camps, and that's three meals a day. And um, Steve saw that there was a, um, although we do receive um, some foods from Second Helpings and other partners, um, that there was a, um, a critical shortage in like fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, there's a way that we can work around this. Um, So we were fortunate to have Steve already under our umbrella. And then he just took that, um, 
took the food rescue to a whole new level for us. So, um, yeah, that's how, that's how that came about. Yeah, his heart is pretty unbelievable, you know, mm-hmm. when you hear him talk for things. So it's, it's a pleasure to hear his story as well. I'm looking forward to interviewing him in the future. Um, so, you know, you get you are obviously getting some food from, K, from K-12 Food Rescue, which is, you know, surplus food off the trays of students that they choose not to eat. You know, perishable versus non-perishable. You know, student tray to trash waste versus back of the cafeteria waste. And that kind of leads me to ask, what kind of items does the MLK Center receive? You know, how often is it received? Um, but before you, before you answer, I'll kind of give you the definition of student tray to trash waste, which is unopened and unpeed items from their trays that they choose not to eat for any reason that they donate instead of throwing in the trash. Right. Um, so uh, majority of our um, food rescue is the back of cafeteria waste, um, okay. which is why um, just backtracking just a little bit on Steve's ability to um, make this all happen, he contacted each individual um, cafeteria manager and worked with them on securing those donations. Um, so most of it is, um, again, back to um, back of cafeteria waste. It's uh, mostly all fruits and vegetables along with snacks and some milk. Um, so... So it's the things that don't end up getting served to the students that remain that you're receiving for the most part? For the most part, okay. that's correct. And what schools are what schools are involved? So currently we have um, IPS School 43, um, CFI, um, or Butler Lab School 60, mm-hmm. CFI 70, CFI 84, um, and the Montessori 87, and then Shortridge High School. Wow. That's a lot for, yeah. and, and are they, like, I think I'd mentioned before the Mid-North, Mid-North Food Pantry as well. Are there other, uh, caring, caring organizations involved other than those two or is it, are you? Yeah. So any of our additional, um, surplus is given to Boulevard Place, which is mm. really our neighboring food pantry. Um, it is four blocks away. And so we definitely give them any of our surplus as well. Awesome. So how does the program impact the students you serve, their families, and of course, by extension, maybe the MLK Center? Well, it provides more menu items for uh, the kiddos. Um, a lot of times they may get a meal and it, may, it just may be like a meat. And so we're able to give them like a grain, um, maybe a vegetable. Um, also, uh, we do weekend packs. Uh, Steve puts together like a a bag and it may have like stuff they can have over the weekend where they can have or their parents could even have. And then we're uh, fortunate enough to be able to give those out at least twice a month. Mm. It kind of helps out the whole family. So tell our audience a little bit about, you know, just how it works, you know, and how much, how much is collected and that kind of thing, just to give our, our audience an idea of what the impact is of six schools involved with all these caring agencies. Well, it works out uh, where we get we get the meals in. Uh, Steve distributes it to the kiddos downstairs, and it kind of we kind of make sure we it goes to the families. So, so, do you have like volunteer drivers that go pick it up, or is it delivered? We, at, we do actually. Uh, Steve is a Steve has a group of uh, people he works with, and they go out to the schools and they collect the food, and then it comes back to our center, and they package it and 
place it to which whichever buildings that they're going to go to, like our pantry. If we have some that's going to go to the area pantry or whatever foods is going to be used here at the center with our kiddos. Is it typically once a week, twice a week that these pickups are made from these schools or what's the what's the average, I guess? They go uh, twice a week and then and one week they go twice a week and then the next week they go three times a week. Yeah, makes sense. So based on your experience with K-12 food rescue in these schools, how valuable um, do you think it would be if every Marion County school district um, donated all their perishable and non-perishable student trade of trash waste, back of the cafeteria waste, everything, um, and kind of maybe give specific examples of how you think this provision of nutritious food can impact a family budget, as well as the budget of agencies that are attempting to serve these families in need? Well, definitely uh, it can help the budget. Um, I know that we were spending $600 a month. Um, so we that amount has been wiped away, which is $2,400 a week. And we average it out to be thirty thousand dollars a year that we sa that we're saving now. Holy so, cow! Yeah, this Holy is helping us a lot. Yeah, we're able to use those monies that we would normally use on snacks. We're now able to take field trips. Um, we're able to help families more with maybe things that they need at home, toiletries or other things. So this is really helping a whole lot. Well, that's just amazing to even kind of hard to get my mind around that. And of course, that's that's your the impact on the center. And yeah, that's the the macro level, but the micro levels down to those families and their budgets, you know, and what they're able to to other needs that they're able to provide, you know, yep. not having to, to feed those kiddos in those situations um, and then having food, obviously, on the weekends, I would assume. What's from what you're describing? Yeah. You know, we have sometimes we have where we have an overage of food. So Steve makes those little baggies and they're able to take them home and snack, have something to snack on uh, over the weekend or because uh, a lot of the families are like, you know, struggling with jobs and to secure a job and have income in their homes. So, you know, with looking at our budget alone with $600 a month on food, I can only imagine what a single parent is um, mm -hmm. having to do with a family of four. We have a lot of families here that have, you know, four and five children. Um, so I'm just excited that they're able to get like a carton of milk. I had a little one of the little kids told me the other day that their mom doesn't buy milk because it's too expensive. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're able to. Um, have this milk that they can have here with us, get a second chance. And they, they usually drink it here when they come to the after school program. It excites me. It makes my heart smile. So, Yeah, I think one of the things that's not talked about much is that the National School Lunch Program is by design very nutritious and healthy food. And when oftentimes, you know, the food pantries are doing the best they can to provide as nutritious food as they can, but sometimes it's not the most nutritious food. And knowing that the National School Lunch Program provides such nutritious food, you know, what a peace of mind it is to know that all the food that's being distributed um, is healthy, nutritious, and good for the kids. Um, so I've always loved that part about it. Can you give me an idea of uh, your prior knowledge to before you were involved with this? Did you really, were you aware based on your backgrounds how much food was being wasted um, in schools and how much could be preserved or is this all brand new? This is brand new. And it's like um, like when I looked at we did some information uh, about the numbers, the, the cost uh, kind of just took me by storm, like 30,000 a year. That's a lot of money um, that we're saving. So I was thinking about like the waste. Um, I actually did a student teach at this one of the schools that we pick up um, food from. And I do see the kids, you know, waste a lot. Um, and I always thought like, wow, this could be used. And now here we are reusing that. So um, 
it's a huge impact. I'm I'm so grateful for what Steve does with his whole heart and everybody involved. It, you know, it takes a heart to be able to be involved in something that's so great. And I know it can be tiresome sometimes, but he does this this just great job for the families that we serve. Absolutely. So as we wrap up here, is there any advice that you would offer a school or a school district who might be considering starting a K-12 food rescue program um, from a caring agency point of view? Yeah, so, um, wow. Agencies need this kind of um, support and um, building a relationship with um, the school is so important. Um, not only are we building a relationship with the cafeteria manager, but we're also building within the administration. And so like CFI 84 has, has reached out to their families and said, there's also volunteer opportunities at the MLK Center because our sole focus for our after-school programming is literacy. And we need volunteers to help out reading with kids and also serving the food. Um, so uh, that has been a great opportunity for us um, and has definitely helped our programming as well. Were you wanting to say something, Lucretia? Or? I was just thinking of, you know, uh, it, it strengthens relationships. Um, you know, food brings everybody together. Yes. One way yes. or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, I, I think that uh, with what's going on now, just having these other options, uh, meal options, is it makes the kids smile when Mr. Steve comes and he has, um, I think, about the milk. Or he, there was like this one, um, I was asking him about, um, it looks like a Danish and it was filled with something. But I was just thinking about how many kids didn't want it in the school and they got a second chance. And so the second chance when it got here, they all took advantage of it. And like, oh, this is nice. And it's, it's nice and it's nutritious. So it's just the relationship part of it. It, it opens up kids that want to talk to the volunteers because their stomachs are happy now. So I don't know. Just, I just love what's happening um, with the food rescue. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Well, I'm so thankful um, for both of your willingness to share your story from the, from the uh, caring center point of view, the caring agency, as I call them. Um, because, you know, we hear stories from the the people that are driving and picking up the food. We see the statistics of the, the food, but to hear it from the actual agency that's receiving it, um, I just feel like when those stories are told, the chances of the programs expanding around Marion County are so much greater um, because we, we just share the story and people can hear the benefits that are going on. And I just appreciate the fact that you took your time to do this this morning with me. And um, if anyone's interested in learning more about starting a K-12 food rescue program in their school, would it be possible for them to reach out to you? And if so, um, how might they do that? Yeah, so definitely for both of us, we're happy anytime to talk about um, what we're doing here at the center. Um, they can um, reach out to us. Um, our contact information is on our website, www.mlkcenterindy.org. Um, and yeah, we can give them all the background yeah. we knowledge we know. Yep. Well, I'm also going to continue to work with you on the tracking tool that we talked about um, to be able to gather the data um, and enter it into a visual um, so we could share that story out. Because my, my dream would be that every school in Marion County um, would be connected with a caring agency so that we'd be taking advantage of this nutritious food um, and impacting these kids in ways that um, we never thought was possible. So uh, I'll send all, I'll, I'll keep communicating with you on that information. And uh, again, I just appreciate you being with me this morning. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You Thank too. You.